0: This is the Rollin' with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tayja, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode three. And I have Carlos, also known as DJ Worldwide and the line dance prince. He's also a podcaster, a cyclist, and a kayaker. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Carlos.
1: What's up? Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> um, just before we started, I, I, I told him that we haven't met in person um, we've known each other for maybe a year via Strava and then became Instagram friends. And this is our first time speaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it's so you of- got <laughs> a lot going on.
1: I was like, I gotta, I gotta be a part of this thing. I said, cause you do a lot of stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Not the, you know, shameless plug or whatever, toot mm-hmm. your own horn, but you do a lot of stuff too. So it's like, it's not too many people on Strava that I follow that do multiple things on Strava.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: either runners or they're cyclists or they just skate. You know, you do like everything.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for being a guest on my podcast. I really appreciate it. So oh, um, awesome
1: first season too, by the way. Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yo, this season, season two, <laughs> which mm-hmm. you're on, is going to be pretty dope too. Um, so. Let's
1: jump right into it. And how did you begin your cycling journey as an adult? Uh, I was kind of looking for some activity to get into uh, during the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, gyms were shut down. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, well, you, you're from New York, so everything was shut down for you guys. But
0: yeah,
1: uh, I was going through a separation of my marriage. Needed an outlet. And I saw cycling on uh, social media. It was a group called Urban Cycling that was, because, you know, pandemic was a crazy time. We also had the you know social justice stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And they were hosting all of these rides, like, you know, Brianna Taylor rides and, you know, the different stuff of that nature. So I actually went out to one of those rides and it was pretty cool um, to be, you know, that many colored people on bikes. And, you know, for good causes and stuff like that. And I just kept going to their events. And eventually I became a member. And then I was hooked. Nice. From there.
0: Nice. So then, since I follow you on Strava and Instagram, what made you want to take it to, like, leading rides? Because now it went from you, like, cycling and then, like, cycling with the group and solo cycling to now you're leading group rides.
1: Um, that's, that's, that's the me, that's me like, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So I don't know how to just participate, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. So usually when I start doing something, I'll be participating and then I'll see ways to make something better. Mm. And then somebody might not want to make it better. And then I'll be like, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> and so I saw opportunities uh, a lot of people are intimidated by cyclists um they want to ride, but they don't want to ride ride right so uh I thought the only way to grow this sport for you know the African American people is to be that person to like hold their hand at the entry level mm. And uh, so I started hosting group rides for beginners and it's like beginner, beginner. So like mm-hmm. when people would come, I would go over uh safety because people will come out there with a bike and that's it. Like the, the, the bike been sitting in the garage for <laughs> eight months. The tire's low. They ain't got no helmets. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got like 20 helmets now. So I would, people come up, I'll give them a helmet this time. And tell them next time, bring your own helmet. You know, I might supply gloves. We'll talk about PSI on the tires and uh, trail etiquette, road safety. This is all before we even get on the bike. Mm -hmm. And then I'll assess, you know, their ability to ride. Because some people really can't ride. (laughs) And then uh, we hit the trail. And so, but that doesn't exist in a lot of places I go. You either like a recreational cyclist or you're an elitist. There is no, Mm. like, the in-between. There is no, like, in-between in the beginner range sucks in the cycling world. So, you
0: know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that's that's really dope that you did that, you know. Um, Mm. Because I see that, too, where you either have to... You're right, there's no, like... Even like the middle ground of cycling, like you're, 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 you just, most of these people haven't been on a bike in years.
1: Correct. Years.
0: Years. Mm-hmm. So then they're trying to figure out what type of cycling they want to do. Is it just the recreational, like, hey, I want to just, yeah. you know, ride or do I want to get serious and ride and join these organizations? So that's really cool that you did that for, um, you know, people in the, your community. And it, is, is that how you got on the Richmond Magazine cover?
1: Correct. Because they were highlighting our groups, like beginner rides at the parks and stuff like that. And uh, showing people, you know, that there's an organization out here helping people to become a cyclist or get into cycling. Because you got to imagine, you rode bikes, when everybody rode bikes when they were kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you see a cycling group, you're like, okay, I'm going I'm to come out there and ride with y'all. And that's what they, people invite you, like, come on out and ride with us. And then you show up with your mountain bike, right? And yeah. it's like, everybody got road bikes. Yeah. <laughs> everybody got helmets and kits on and, you know, electric pressure gauges and, you know, all this stuff. And you just like, okay, what did I get myself into?
0: <laughs> it could be and, intimidating.
1: Yeah, very much so. And everybody's not worried about you. Like, you just show up and everybody ready to ride and you think you're ready to ride. (laughs) And so, you know, I try to fill that void or that, you know, scenario.
0: Yeah. That's really dope. That's really dope. dope. Um, So going back to Strava, uh, I see a lot of your, you've done how many century rides and then how many solo century rides?
1: I've done 10 century rides and I've done seven solo. Century ride
0: kudos to you, that is super cool. What? So, I've done I haven't done a solo century ride. So, how what is your mindset like doing a solo century ride? And do you intend on doing a century ride when you go out in the morning, or is this something that's just like, well, I'm already at 70 miles out? No, I've never.
1: I've never accidentally walked myself into a century. (laughs) When I woke up, I already knew I was doing a century. You gotta be mentally prepared for that. You Mm -hmm. just can't. Um, I mean, I only need one day, but when I woke up that day, I'm always gonna know I'm doing a century. It's easier for me to do a century solo because I care too much about other people. So when I do centuries in a group, I find myself waiting up for people, you know helping people change their flat tires or on the flip side, going at a pace that I think I really can't maintain for a Mm whole century. Mm -hmm. So when I go by myself, I don't have to worry about keeping up with nobody or getting dropped or I don't have to worry about leaving someone. And so I can stay in my own little mind frame, keep a a pace that I like that I feel like like people say I can ride forever. Mm -hmm. When you get in that little space, I can stay in that space, and it makes it easier for me to complete a century ride.
0: Mm.
1: I think centuries are more about pace than anything. Yeah, people yeah. people get intimidated by a distance, like a hundred miles. If you're going a pace that you can maintain, distance really isn't an issue. So you know, when you ride by yourself, you control everything—the pace, how many times you stop, how many times you don't stop. You know, whatever you can, you you controlling the whole narrative of that ride.
0: You're right. Yep. I I haven't done a like I said I haven't done a solo century, but just when I ride by myself, it it's it's less pressure on me. Like you said, like I don't have to worry and I and I do enjoy group rides, but it's, yeah, n- it's- nothing like that solo ride where you're like, "All right, well, maybe I'll go this way or maybe I go or maybe I can do an extra 5 miles um mm-hmm. of riding. Or maybe I'll explore this way, you know? So I do really enjoy the the solo rides just as much as I do the group rides.
1: But- yeah, I'm social as hell. I, mm-hmm. I I love group rides. I'm super social. And that's kind of the, probably the main reason why I joined the group that I joined. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's a time and place for everything. I feel like when you're a super extrovert like myself, you also need that time to kind of like Build yourself back up and, mm. and that, me, that me time and you know you exert so much to the community, you gotta get it back.
0: Yeah. You know? What what motivates you to get on your bike and ride?
1: Stress. Mm. <laughs> the, life, the the everyday life is, is like my good one. <laughs> you know, you you don't have bills on the trail, right? You don't have I don't have to worry about feeding my son on on the trail, or like I don't have to worry about, you know, current relationship status, or you know anything. I'm just out there riding, enjoying the scenery, the the view. Uh, I live in Virginia, so we got a lot of scenic stuff, you know, rivers and uh, mountains and all that. So we it's nice to ride out here and and get out, you know. So
0: yeah. No, I agree with you. Getting on your bike is I've said this before. I feel a little stressed or anxious. I can get on my bike and that I'm I'm focused on riding, you know, and seeing mm-hmm. what's around me and I can't really focus on anything else because <laughs> I'm focused on this car, this person, uh making sure I don't hit that pothole or I have so so much other stuff to focus on and just enjoying the ride versus me f- focusing on the stress or um, any anxiety or any problems I may have. You know, when I get on a bike, that kind of disappears, at least for that time being and gives me time to think. So I totally...
1: It's a good way to travel too when you're um, oh, going yeah. to different towns. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, like if you go say somebody comes visit New York and they might, you know, drive everywhere. It's not the same experience as on a bike, though. Like, I would love to experience New York on a bike. I feel like that would be the ultimate, you know, way to experience it. Because it kind of of slows it down, even though y'all city is busy as hell. It slows it down for you a little bit so you can kind of appreciate stuff that you wouldn't appreciate normally. And so...
0: Listen, just let me know when you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Over the summer, I did tours with Tay with my friend, Shaddy. Shout out to him. I've seen it. Listen, just let me know, and I'll take you all over New York City on
1: a bike. This year, I think I did Miami, Atlanta, did Baltimore, D.C., um, L.A., Wow. And it's it's a different and I've been to all these cities before, but you know, usually travel in you know on cars or Uber taxis, whatever. But on a bike, like it's a whole different experience. You know. So New so, York's on the list.
0: All right. So so when you went to these places, did you take your own bike or did you rent bikes?
1: I rented uh in Miami. In L.A. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the further away, I guess. And yeah. everywhere I drove to, I took my bike. So, I drove everywhere else. I drove to Atlanta for the One Love mm-hmm. um, event. And then the Baltimore night rides. I went like, three of those. That was awesome. Like, 500 cyclists out there. Wow. Um, yeah, I drove to the D.C. and Baltimore. and uh, But the L.A. and Atlanta. Or L.A. and uh, Miami. I, I rent it. Which is a lot easier. Actually, when you rent, you probably end up getting a better bike than you actually own. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, let's let's rent a bike. <laughs> a, a bike that I can't afford.
0: Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, when you go on these cycling adventures, these trips, is it solo or do you go with people from your cycling um, organization?
1: Um... Most of the time, honestly, it's solo. Um, one love, I went with a buddy of mine. And uh, I, the Baltimore one, I went with my group. Well, a few people after I went a couple of times and they saw the video footage, they was like, oh, we got to go next time. And then they came with me. Um, you know how we do it with the culture. Yeah. A lot of times people got to see it first and then they'll be like, oh, I want to go. And then you got to, you know. The same thing with Miami. I'm supposed to be putting a trip together for us in Miami in March. Because mm. the people get tired of seeing me down there like once a month. Like, hold on now. <laughs> let me. What's going on down in Miami? I want to ride down Miami mm. too. And so, you know. But most of my stuff is solo. Because I don't like waiting for people to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And you travel the world. You know how it is. People back out on you. And they ain't got the money to go. You know, so you just. You just gotta go, man.
0: No, you're right. You you're absolutely right. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. but, but that's really cool, and um, and that's a great way to build your your network of other cyclists because you're Correct. You know, you're right. because we we see them on like clubs, like uh, on 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 Facebook groups like the Black Cyclists. Correct. But it's nothing like actually riding with them and meeting them. You know
1: so yeah one love was crazy I like met everybody that I like was like either borderline like groupy type status <laughs> or like people that you just would like always follow as far as like you know the the different things they were achieving it was like to meet them and talk to them and be like oh my god like you're yeah. a real person yeah like it, it's, it's, it's so cool to actually encounter those people yeah
0: definitely mm-hmm. definitely
1: um, what do you enjoy most about cycling? Hmm. What do I enjoy most? Probably would say the social aspect. Mm-hmm. Even with strangers, you know, people you encounter on the trails or on the streets. Um, talking people through stuff, motivating them to go a little bit harder or they can make it, you know, this is so, I'm, I'm so I'm so social, so I have to say the social aspect um,
0: yeah I can agree with that and I'm not as social <laughs> <I'm> not but <laughs> I do like having this community of cyclists mm, correct is is so dope and I say the same thing with the skating community like this bonds us and I, even when I did like centuries, um, I, I I don't know this person's name, but just the we're riding a little bit of the stretch together, and we're having a conversation. Like, hey, where you from? Hey, I'm from New York. Where you from? Oh, I'm from LA. To come out here, to do... like, yeah. we just that yeah. is so cool to me. You know, yeah. I'll never see that person again. Maybe not. I don't know. Or when I do, like, like you said, on like social media, Strava, you meet someone. Like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I follow you
1: on Strava. Like, oh, for real? Like, having that is It's a real thing. It's, it's a real... It's, it's so real. That's a real thing. Yeah. Man. So, yeah you I, was in Atlanta, and a girl came up to me. She was like, are you Carlos? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I follow you on Strava. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we started talking and everything. And next thing you know, she giving me and my homeboy a ride back to our hotel without bikes and everything. You just... Yeah. Like, I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know you know you, but yeah. it's kind of like, you know... That's how the community is. And I probably, like I said, I did 10 centuries and every single ride, like if I took a break somewhere Mm -hmm. or like stopped on the side, every ride, there's people passing me saying, you good? You okay? You straight? Like these people don't know me. You know what I'm saying? And they just like literally pull up on you like, are you good? You straight? You need a tube? You know, anything? And that right there is priceless. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah I totally agree, and even just pedestrians like walking by when I'm on trails waving to me good morning, you know it, it's just a like wow, or even if you are stopped or I'm stopped or something and somebody hey, yeah, what type of bike is that or I, I used to ride, you know, so yeah the, conversations, yeah, the community is definitely I can definitely see that as a being an enjoyment.
1: There's there's a handful of assholes out there. Now. Oh yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do exist. It's not it's not always peachy creamy out there, but they, they do exist. But for the most part, it's a lot of good people out there on the in the highways and byways. You know. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, there's <laughs> assholes every in every group setting. Yes. <laughs> <There is,
1: so. laughs> Yeah, you got, you know, you got your ultra elitist, you know, that you're in the way. No matter what you're doing, you're just in the way. <laughs> and, you, and, so, and then you got, you know, people that walk that think they own it, you know. For the most part, it's definitely a great community. Yeah. we keep it right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about kayaking. Like, what mm-hmm. sparked your interest in kayaking?
1: Well, I'm an overall athlete, and I've always done a lot of stuff, but I've never, like, I'm either an all-or-nothing kind of person, like I said, mm. beginning, so I never really did my all-in with kayaking, mm. and so I would do it, like, you know, you go on vacation, and you like, okay, they got kayaks available, you know, okay, let me get the kayak, but every time I've done it, I've really, really enjoyed it, plus I love being on the water. Mm. I'm a cruise addict, so you know I take like three or four cruises a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just being on the water in general is a lot for me. My dad was in the Coast Guard for 20 years. Um, so I water. And It is also exercise. Mm. And so uh, this year I've been all in with cycling, which is like ab and core exercise. Um, so I started incorporating kayaking to kind of work my arms in a way that's not like working out like traditional gym stuff yeah. that's kind of what cycling is for me we can all go to the gym and get on the treadmill or whatever but it's not like cycling out and you know in the world yeah and kayaking is the same thing i could do an arm exercise and still be out and about and see the world and the, the beauty that the earth has to offer and so i bought a kayak i was like okay let me and I actually did a century ride where I did 50 miles down and they had a park at the end. I kayaked for, you know, both four or five miles and then caught back on my bike and did the 50 back, you know. So, you know, it was like the ultimate workout cycling, kayaking, you know, bringing it together. But there's a lot of kayaking, like cycling that I do not know in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, terminology, strategies and stuff like that. And so this year coming up, I'm going to, the same way I tapped into cycling this year, I want to tap into kayaking next year and basically uh, master it and become elite in this new thing.
0: Nice. And I never looked at kayaking as replacing or or, I guess I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say replacing, but a substitute I guess of you going to the gym,
1: yeah, oh you know? yeah you definitely working that body what what um shoulders cat i mean uh biceps uh your back core everything be burning up on that thing
0: <laughs>
1: uh, everything but your legs basically. <laughs> and uh it is I feel like I spent a lot of my life overdoing one thing a lot and I, I feel like now I value my time so much mm-hmm. that I feel like okay 2021 was cycling I went from riding 5 mile rides to 125 mile rides you know what I'm saying I've done you know 20 mile rides you know 19 20 miles an hour you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I've i cycled you know what I'm saying I, <laughs> i consider myself a cyclist but there's so much stuff to learn out here so much stuff to experience mm-hmm. and so uh, next year will be kayaking and i'm I'm pretty sure after that it'll be something else i think skating's next oh, uh, i nice. uh, did a little bit of skating this year i had a little accident where somebody broke my skates at, at, the, at the skate rink mm-hmm. a few months ago i haven't been back since um you know, with any sport, it gets expensive. You know, you got to buy all this stuff. And it does. <laughs> I can only afford to spend money on one sport per year like that. So, but yeah. So it's just a year of kayak next year.
0: So, okay. So we know your kayaking goals for next year. Are there any cycling goals for next year?
1: Um, Just to get people out. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, a lot of people didn't travel last year. Everybody in my group wants to go to One Love in Atlanta next year because they didn't go last year. They seen the videos, my YouTube video I put out. They're like, "Oh man, I gotta go! I gotta go to One Love! I gotta go to One Love!" All right. So just trying to get our people out and cycling and experiencing it and outside of their comfort zone. I don't really have any personal goals. I'm not setting no mouth goals next year. Mm-hmm like I said, I'm I'm just going to be I'm still going to be a part of the community. I'm still going to host my beginner rides. But no, that's that's pretty much it. All right,
0: that's what's up. Yeah. I I, I do
1: want to travel a little bit. I'll be I'll be <laughs> in New York. I'll be in New York.
0: All right. All right. You you let me know. I I I want to do uh one love as well. So yeah. hopefully I'll see you down there. Um yeah. It's epic! <laughs> I, I watched your video, <laughs> and I watched a whole lot of other videos and, yeah, and
1: pictures, yeah. and I was like, Damn. "A lot of stuff." A lot. I tell people this all the time. A lot of stuff from those videos are not shown. Yeah. Like, so the social aspect really isn't being shown. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a lot of stuff that goes on after the rides. Like, um, I remember the, that Thursday ride, the very first ride. We met. The meeting space was like a bar, an outdoor bar slash restaurant Mm -hmm. we had like food trucks and stuff and that's where we really got to meet a lot of those people that we were talking about people that you've always followed on facebook on strava and stuff Mm -hmm. and to me that part is actually better than the cycling experience like just yeah chilling with people now we're not talking bikes and none of that stuff we just like who are you as a person what do you do for a living talking you know just just chilling with these people and it was a lot of that pretty much every day before the rides or after the rides and stuff and so that's what the name is perfect One Love you know mm-hmm. so like, you know, just definitely gotta get down there I'm yeah. promoting it like it's my event <laughs> One Love come on now make, make me some money One Love yeah like no but it's, it, is, it is really nice
0: yeah uh, and it makes it more enjoyable you know Correct. and then connecting with people off the bike and see what you you have in common with mm-hmm. them other than cycling you Know, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I really do like um events like that. Um, Seagull was like that. Um,
1: I was so mad, I yeah. missed that.
0: I was like, I was super amped. Like, I saw people that I follow on Strava, then I saw people um that I knew, and I was just like, this is so dope. Like, yeah, so I, I could only imagine what One Love is like.
1: Mm-hmm. Four days. Yeah.
0: If I do go, I'll probably do the whole. Try to go down there for the whole weekend, because you know most of these cycling events. What they they have rides starting Thursday and they go all the way. Yeah,
1: down yeah. yeah. And it, and, it, and it's it's uh Memorial Day weekend. So, oh sorry, Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So that Monday you gotta even on Monday. Like God damn. <laughs> we still ride. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, and I, I feel like I'm talking like I'm not gonna be cycling that much next year. And, I, and the more I be talking about this, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm probably I
0: look you just gotta you just gotta balance. You just gotta balance it because that's what I plan to do with skating. Like I wanna skate more, get back into it, skate more. Yeah. I also wanna cycle more. So I'll just find that 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 balance.
1: I think it's gonna be more me cycling out of town. I, I thought mm. probably ease up on the local scene. That's what I'm thinking, and then mm-hmm. you know, see, cause they, y'all got the five borough ride. That's yes. what you we were talking about doing that. Yeah,
0: that
1: that really gets me excited. Like to see roads actually shut down for that. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Have you done that? Yes, I I've done it in
0: 2019.
1: Is it nice? Is it overrated or is it, is it, is this live up to the expectation?
0: I mean, it is nice. It rained when I did it and I was like, what the hell? And then it stopped raining after I was done and I was like, just get me out of here. But no, I had a good time. Um, okay. A lot of people, um, the only thing that sucked really was the rain. Okay. All right. And it was cold. <laughs> so,
1: oh.
0: other than that,
1: you know, I just... that sounds kind of bad.
0: Right
1: <laughs> Cold and rainy. Cold Don't and rainy. Okay. But
0: listen, I was determined to do it, and I was like, and I'm glad I did it because you know, you know, 2020 hit. <laughs> um, all right, cool.
1: How can people find out more about you and all the dope stuff that you got going on? Follow me on Instagram at underscore DJ worldwide underscore. And I got everything. I, I'm trying to, I had like multiple pages. I'm trying to like put everything on that one page now. Cause I eight sending people here for this and here for that and here for this. Just follow me at the DJ worldwide page underscore DJ worldwide. And, uh, my whole life is on here. line dancing, to cycling, to kayaking, to being a dad, to, you know, my little sense of humor, that's, <laughs> laugh at me a little bit. I'm not, don't, don't never take me serious, please. do take me serious. Um, that's pretty much it.
0: All right, all right, yeah. I really appreciate you again for doing this interview and hopping on the podcast being one of my guests and uh I look forward to following your journey and your your kayaking journey
1: yeah that's gonna be fun
0: as well as you you
1: know you kayak kayak?
0: I've done it one time Mm
1: -hmm. but first of all let's take this back you're black do you swim
0: I do not know how to swim
1: Okay, so that I think that might have an a influence on you not kayaking, right, there, probably.
0: Oh, you know what? I just never thought about it because I that wasn't something that, like, I, I, I yeah. That's, I mean, that that because
1: <laughs> you're a world traveler, it's it's not funny to be a world traveler that doesn't swim, doesn't get in the kayak once.
0: Did you know? know? What I'm saying? I did, like I have dreams about like, yeah, I want to, you know how people swing off a branch and then jump in the water. Like, yeah, I want to do that. But then I'm like, well, Taser, you don't know how to swim. So even I can put a <laughs> life vest on. It's not the same. So that's one of my goals this year is, well, next year is to learn how to swim.
1: Yeah, I feel like water has, well, to me, traveling and water are like go hand in hand. And it's like most people, a lot of people you know they travel. We see people on the little the rafts in Jamaica, or they kayaking in Turks and Caicos, or they parasailing in Miami. You know, it's always water. You know, jet skis, and we got to get you learning how to swim. We got to. I
0: know, you. I know, that's the goal for twenty twenty two. I mean, I'll do a water sport in a minute, but then I'm just like, yo, you can't swim, so. I think about stuff. And and I will tell you, when I did get in the kayak, it's my cousin and I, we were in Vietnam. And I'm just like, Lord, please don't tip this over. Because even though I have this life vest on, please. I I was a little, I was a little, I'm not going to lie, I was a little scared, but I was like, all right, now this is kind of cool. Like, this is all right. So, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try it.
1: in 2022.
0: Okay. Yeah. You're, you're You're inspiring me. I, I, <laughs> I look at you on Strava. I'm just like, oh, he out here. You got your son out there on the kayak. I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, he took swimming lessons. I remember swimming lessons when he was like 10 months. We started him early. Nice. You know, gotta, that's, you know, that's just a community, a black thing. You know, we got to get our people to change the, our old old ways and, and you know, um, Get
0: advanced
1: out here. Yeah. So yeah.
0: that's part of that. That's what's up. Well, thank you again. And this is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, AKA Tay. And I'll see you on the next one. One more Rolling with Tay podcast. Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling with Tay. Visit the blog rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rolling With Tay.